Welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode two ninety eight. <laughs> Fuck every week now. It's like a theme of the podcast. Like Ryan, you gotta. We have bad. You gotta somehow games? start faster. Like you this start unexpected, thing. and now you gotta start faster. You're gonna be like, hey, everybody, wants to do it? You know, like oh, immediately. This is, this is our thing now. Uh, I'm your host Ryan Johnson. Tim Spence is here. Hello, Adrian Pitty. Hi, and Matt Lawrence. Yeah. How y'all doing? Uh, did you all catch the Xbox uh, thingamajig? I yes. did. Yeah. Did you watch that too? Yeah, most of it. So that's mostly what we're going to be talking about this episode. Um, I, Matt also reminded me that we kind of forgot about the Ubisoft Forward. Uh, so I just picked out like the three ma- <clears throat> the three major games from that one. So we'll, just, we'll go over those quickly. Um, and then just an update on the cost of games come next gen. Um, but we'll start with what's new. What's happening with the all? Matt? <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll I'll start. Um <laughs> I uh still the same old shit of Hearthstone and Overwatch. Um I wanted to desperately start Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I I, I really had a, a craving to start that this week. And I told myself that I was gonna start it one night, and then I went to go boot it up and then I realized I'm like oh fuck I don't actually have it installed like I, I could have sworn that I had already downloaded it and I, I didn't but so I I set that for download and then even even on my insanely fast internet it was still going to take about three hours to download so that wasn't happening that night but I had a craving to play something new I had to start something new that night um, so I decided to start a much more ridiculous game um, I don't even want to say it. Uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. And how are you enjoying that? It is the most blandest <laughs> platformer, I guess, Assassin's Creed mashup that you could ever get. It is insanely simple. Um, I know that the other two games are going to follow the same kind of formula. Like they're going to have the same, you know, the game is a 2.5D platformer. And what they do is there's a, like a foreground, a background and a middle ground part of the level. And you can always see what is behind you. So if you're in the middle one, you can see the background platform and then you can, if you're on the foreground, you can see the middle ground and you can see the background. So one of the things that they do is it's like there's split paths. Like, oh, I, I can go to the back one and try to fight my way through a bunch of these guards, or I can come up to the foreground and try to sneak my way through a bunch of these guards. So you actually don't have to go through every path. You can kind of zigzag back and forth and find whichever one kind of benefits you most. Um, I will say the cutscenes are really cool. They clearly don't do fully rendered 3D cutscenes because they're very budget games, but uh, they do very um, kind of like uh, moving painting uh, images, uh, which are really nice and captivating to look at. Like, is actually the nicest part of the game are the cutscenes. Um, so I imagine that China and Russia are going to have similar style ones. Um, I'm just kind of playing them to get through it because I want to play something new, but I also want to get onto Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I really want to actually catch up on the AC franchise. Um, and you need to play those games to get through that? Yes, Ryan, I do. 
even the little spin-offs you need to play. Yes. What about did you play the PSP one? Uh Liber uh Liberation, yes, I played it when it was brought over to three sixty. No, it was another one. For PSP only. Which one is that? I think that was shortly after two, and you play as Altair actually. Oh yes, I did play. I did play that one. I think there was a the there's hell? there's an i there's there's an <laughs> iOS port of that one as well. Like I played it on on. Oh, iPhone. that is right. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what's called. Um, I, probably, I played it on PSP, yeah. but I was like yeah. a huge AC yeah. fan. Yeah, I actually I doubt it's even available anymore. I have a feeling it's probably been pulled down. So if you was don't that have the, it, the like terrible top down one. I don't think it was a top down one. I think that the terrible top down game on iOS was the Mass Effect game. That was the bad one. There was a Mass Effect. I, if I remember correctly, I think that PSP version is just like a regular game, like a regular AC game. But I let's see I if I can find. Can't it. really remember how it felt like playing it. There's one on the App Store called Assassin's Creed Identity. I think that might be like just a. I think this is a. When the hell did this come out? 2014. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's that wouldn't be PSP, no, right? No, 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 that's not it. There, there is another. One. I don't, I don't think that one, the the. <laughs> oh, this, this doesn't look half bad. <laughs> that's the uh, high school dating game one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You uh, pick three companions and you, you see how far you go with them and see which one works out. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. The sure. the other one, Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. Yes, Excuse me. that's uh, it. I don't think that's on the the app store anymore i don't think no. you can get it yeah if you don't have an old legacy device you probably can't find it and it does not appear i'm looking at just the first few google images it does not appear to be isometric not on this phone let's see if i can find it in my purchase because sometimes if you can find it uh Assassin's i remember Creed. it being like really good in terms of i was really shocked that it was it was basically the first game it felt like the first game on psp uh, but the the view distance was just really bad. I remember that, and clearly that's how they got that sort of console esque feeling without the view distance. Oh wait, wait, you're talking about sorry, Assassin's Creed Altair Chronicles. That's the one we're talking about. Bloodlines. Bloodlines on PSP. Maybe because I don't find that in my purchase history on iOS. I Maybe, it could have been renamed Altair Chronicles. Like God knows, but there is there is Assassin's Creed Bloodlines on PSP. Came out, I believe, right after two. Or at least that's when I got it. There's there's Altair Chronicles on um on iOS. I can't download anymore. It says this the developer of the app needs to update to work with your version of iOS. Yay. Then there's uh Bloodlines, there's Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery, which is a spin-off of two. Or added, added So there so Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. This is the PSP version. was released November 17th, 2009. And then Assassin's Creed Altair's Chronicles was on DS, Android, iOS, and WebOS, and a bunch of other things. And that was released in 2008 on February 5th. Hmm. Because then there's also, yeah, Assassin's, oh Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery, which is another Ezio game. Assassin's Creed... Uh, recollection which is a collectible card game then the black flag companion app then the pirate i don't know what the fuck this one is oh it was released so, the, so bloodlines was released concurrently in the u.s with two according to wikipedia build your crew and your ship i kind of want to how many how many assassin's creed games are like there's a lot of assassin's creed yeah, games. yeah they're uh, built in that franchise man yeah <laughs> 
but I, I do want to catch up with the other with the with the new ones like i do want to i'm kind of interested in like especially the the what's the new one Val, valhalla yeah yeah so i i do kind of want to catch up on i mean you got stuff. a lot of game in i'm about to say that's a lot of game dude <laughs> i'll get there and then there, what's this one assassin's creed identity what the fuck is this what's this about have you broke I, your code you got to go back and replay them i'm well, not sure that, what identity is um, i don't know what this is um, I'm surprised I've never heard about it either. First action RPG of the franchise. That's his tagline. Okay. Become a pirate. What the fuck is this? Well, it's only three <laughs> bucks. I'll end up probably just... Wait, wait, wait. Is it on iOS? Yeah. yeah. I think I have that one on uh, my iPad. On my other... I used to play it on my... Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it was a first-person like ship game i don't think you could no, go off the no that this is definitely not that this no definitely not else. that okay uh, i'll just i'll buy tonight and see what the fuck this is <laughs> what's going on here like uh other than that i have been playing uh ori and the uh blind force whatever the first one is that's blind force yeah. be yeah. enhanced for xbox series x but it's already it already runs beautifully but like, it can I, run like at 120 hertz okay great i'm not gonna wait, wait do no that. that's that was will of the wisp wasn't it no, I think that was I think that was both. I think they said it was both. Both Ori- coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm playing that uh, through Xbox Game Pass. Um, yep, that's. I think that's it. All right, Tim. Tim is on mute. Oh, um, Matt, then me. Uh, I've been playing Fallout seventy six, doing my dailies, doing my season. And double score this uh this double week. double score this this weekend. Well, weekend plus a few days. Started yesterday, so I'll get my dailies in later tonight. They're really quick. Like I think I finished all mine in like less than fifteen minutes last time. But uh short of that, I've been doing a bunch of Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah. And taking I, a bunch of photos. I actually kind of I really want to play that game. It's, it's it's really good. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because I think I asked Ryan if it's like the the Breath of the Wild of the PlayStation console, and that's what a lot of people are comparing it to. And I kind of, I kind of want to just, I want to explore again and just. And that game is is, uh, the most organic and natural feeling world to explore I, I've ever been in in a sandbox game nice like it feels it feels like you absolutely do not need the map for those for those of us that prefer a map and prefer to be a little more precise with hitting up objectives and and stuff like that that does exist but i've spent time just walking around and then all of a sudden a bird comes in you're like oh what's that bird doing you follow the bird the bird leads you to like some weird place or the one time a fox like i found a fox the fox led me through this bit of a jump puzzle and then it led me to a shrine i like uh, you know pray at the shrine and then i like a bird was like near the shrine and it was like going crazy so i followed it and it like led me to a new weapon and i that's all just and and i think I'd, i think before that i had actually come from like <clears throat> one of those hot springs and i think a fox had taken me there so it it's really really organic and i think that's probably my favorite piece and i really enjoy not having a mini map actually i feel like a mini map was a great addition 
way back in the day. I think it still has its place in games like Call of Duty. I feel as though a mini-map today, in terms of exploring a world, your eyes are just constantly drawn to it. And I know that Ubisoft did some sort of test or something, and they, they found the same thing. So, it's it's really good. It's really, really good. That's really good to hear, because I it's probably going to be the next game that I play. And uh, I've avoided, I've managed to avoid pretty much everything about it so far. So I'm really excited to like dive into it and and not have any. Uh, um, everything's going to be like fresh and brand new. Which just what you were saying about the mini map um, is interesting because as I played through Breath of the Wild, like the last time, I played it with like the hero mode HUD or whatever it is or Pro HUD, where mm-hmm. it's like only your hearts mm-hmm. um, on screen because I found that with the mini map and the like thermometer and the sound like measurement and stuff like that it was all too much crap to have on on screen and so when i turned it off it was uh, a lot more like organic exploration without having like the mini map to look at every 10 seconds kind of thing yeah it's uh what it what it does is i found especially in in driving games because they're fast i find myself not looking at the environment at all and i just solely sort of look at the the mini map and, like, same goes, obviously, for other games like Zelda. Well, I, I haven't played Zelda myself, but games like that where, you know, you're riding a horse and you're kind of going slower or you're walking around. But it just seems to really jut out in driving games because I'll go back to a place where the character, you know, it, it has been before. Let's say they were visiting a location and I just, I don't recognize the area. I only recognize the location. It's because I'm not spending any time looking at the road i'm only really like keeping an eye out for other traffic so i can dodge them and then i'm just looking at the mini map trying to figure out where to go mm-hmm. and so any any game that has like a a more generic like with the uh, with ghost of tsushima if you set a waypoint traditionally if you're a person that likes to follow the waypoint you click the waypoint you can just swipe up on the touchpad and then the wind guides you to your location and That's so cool. it's a lot better than just like a dot on your map and you have to like follow following the a line on the mini map. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, is lines, there's no real problems with lines either in my opinion. Um, so rage two has, when I place a waypoint on something, it just puts like a, like the pink, the pink, uh, cause like rage is like pink and blue. So it puts like the pink line, sort of like a, like a break line, if you will, that you would see in something like Forza around corners. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts like that, but that's my trail. But even even that, it it allows me to just look at the environment and actually drive. And it's gotten to the point where there's been a, t- a couple of times where I've been like, oh, go to this place. And I just drive there. I don't even put a map marker on because I'm actually paying attention and know like, oh, I went around the mountain into this like gorge and there's the town. So, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, like... The combat's really good too. Uh, combat's incredible. That's like that's like all they want to do. The combat is really good, just so I can fight. I like that they didn't include a lock-on system too. There's some parts where it frustrates me. Like I don't know if you noticed this, but like if there's like a guy like really far off, your character will kind of lock onto them, in a sense where like they're always facing them, and it's really annoying to try to get him off of that to fight someone behind you. I don't know if you ran into that issue. Uh, I haven't had that yet. Um, but I, so I, I did something really weird. Uh, and I don't know whether I mentioned this last week. I don't remember whether this could have even happened before, uh, before last week's episode. But um, I had, I went exploring 
and taking pictures before I was really supposed to. I didn't know there was, <laughs> there, was there was even a skill tree or anything. I just like took off, like literally took off into the woods and uh, I found this like musician guy and the musician guys in this game are mission, like they're just mission givers and they give you missions to, uh, to find like special moves and <laughs> you have to like earn that special move. And I went in there not really with anything. I had like all my basic stuff, no, no, no skills. And so when I went in and actually like did this mission, it took me like three hours because I was like, man, this game is hard. Like what the freaking hell is going on here? And then I, I texted you, Ryan. And I was like, why the hell is like all their attacks not parryable? And you're like, you have to upgrade. And I was like, upgrade. I was like, oh my God, I'm doing like an end game side mission without even realizing it. But I ended up beating it. But what that did was it changed my combat style. So I rarely let people behind me. If people start surrounding me, I literally turn and run and get a new position. And that's because that's kind of how I've like trained myself to survive. Like I remember there was a house in the one part of the mission and I kept crawling under the house so they would lose me. And then I would like pop out and kill one guy and then back under the house because I just, (laughs) I couldn't, I could literally was incapable of taking more than like one, maybe two hits. I will say the the upgrade system and like the skill tree is a bit messy. You get used to it, um, but there's stuff all over the place. Now it's all under the same tab in your in your pause menu under techniques, but like there's just so many different subcategories you have to go into. I don't know if you noticed that, Matt. It um, but like there's there's upgrades to your like your stances. There's upgrades to like um your your stealth abilities to your um, throwables. And they're all in different menus. I can absolutely see this game becoming one of those games where I forget to upgrade something the entire time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like forget yeah. to upgrade the water stance or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, I suck against shields. Yeah. There's a block option? Shit. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I mean, that's what that's basically what happened in that mission. Speaking of the stances, though, that's really fun you know, switching your stances in the middle of combat when you're when a different type of enemy approaches you. Like the combat is just so incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, it it has it's almost like it has no modern tropes mm-hmm. in terms of UI locking on uh you know the even the stance like it, it seems to be a complex combat system that's simplistic in that it feels almost like an older game where there were no lock-ons and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But yet it just it, but it performs in a modern way. Like it doesn't perform strangely if that makes sense. Yeah. But it I, it, it's really good. Yeah, it's re- it's really really good. And I'm, I've been snapping like a like 100,000 pictures, so. <laughs> uh Matt, you're running it on a um um I know like a flagship PS4, not a literally pro? a launch day PS4. Launch day. How's it? Uh, how's it handle? How's your system handling it? Is it screaming? It will scream occasionally, but not that bad. Like you can definitely hear the fan spin up. But Brian, it, it's, Brian uh, how's yours running on the on the pro? My fan has spun up more than uh, the Last of Us. Damn. Yeah, because so a couple of like reviews that I've I've uh, podcasters I listen to, they said that yeah, Ghost of um, Sushi and uh, <laughs> Last of Us Part Two have been like melting and putting in temperature errors on their PS4s. We're at the end of the console generation. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really scared to run either one of those games on that hardware. 
if I if I think it might break it, I would probably have to just wait to run those on like on a PS5. I mean, I think you're gonna get such a better experience out of the PS5. Like if they do any visual upgrades to both mm-hmm. those games, like they're both incredibly looking good looking games. So um, if you're gonna not, if you're not gonna play them for a couple of years, I mean, it'll be it'll be best on PS5. Yeah, yeah. I will mm-hmm. I will say that the performance of Ghost of Tsushima is good. I haven't noticed any hiccups or anything. No, and, and there is an option to. Uh, uh, prioritize frame rate or visuals. Oh, I didn't even know that. How, how do you guys feel about that option on a console, though? I'm fine as long as they keep it as simple as that. As I don't want to be digging through menus. Yeah, as I say, the whole point of a console was to be a, a streamlined experience so you don't have to fiddle with that shit. The most like that... I saw was like three options, and that's that's good enough for me. Okay. I, I think it makes a lot of sense with photo mode being in games now and being a big part. You wouldn't want to have the frame rate be prioritized if you're just running around the woods taking pictures. Hmm. Uh, okay, ignoring any photo mode, if you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Frame rate. Uh, visual. Yeah, frame, always frame rate. Frame rate. Ryan, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that it, it is a balance. If it's something like so you're sacrificing five frame rates, so you're getting 55 frames, I'd be like, Okay, like I'll try the graphical mode. Yeah, it's it's like still thirty, I think. So as long as it's not below that, I'm I'm perfectly fine prioritizing visuals. Well, I have no idea what Ghost of Tsushima is set on by default. Uh, but, visual. Uh, visual. Well, I haven't had any performance problems, so I ain't gonna touch it. I like that there's those options on even on console games because like those options are there for those people that want them, and if you don't want them, it's not like it's shoving it down your throat. You yeah. just ignore it. Uh, Tim, what's new with you? Um, well, I uh, haven't been playing too much because I've been on vacation the last week. Oh, um, but uh, the pretty well the only thing I have been playing is um, and <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh at me. I've st- I've still been playing Kingdoms of Amalur. I went back. What are you like, doing? <laughs> it's it's weird. It's the weirdest thing. I'm actually enjoying the game now. Like, I've beaten the main story, and I guess now that there's no, like, pressure to see what the rest of the game had to offer, and now that I, like, know the whole game, well, the main story anyway, and, like, all the areas, um, I've just been going, I went back to the beginning, and I started clearing out side quests, like, in the early areas and stuff, and, like, I've pretty much gotten through all of the things that I have done any time I played the game before, and now I'm just, like, I mean, I'm a much higher level character than I've ever had. I've been, I've done like so many more quests than I've ever had. I have so many different like set pieces and armor pieces. Like that's something I really like doing in the game now is like clearing out these quest lines and going into every dungeon and clearing them out because if I like open any chest now that I'm such a high level, there's like a decent chance that I'll get at least one piece from a set that I haven't gotten before. And I like to like look at the different armors and weapons and stuff in that game. So that's pretty much what it's become now. And I think I have over like 40 hours in this file already just from everything that I've been doing off of stream, which is kind of funny. Damn. But yeah, it's fun. Like the there's like abilities and stuff in the trees like further along that I never got to because I never got to a high enough level to unlock them in the trees. And it doesn't change up combat that much, but it's like. I'm not just getting, like, tossed around by giant, like, groups of enemies anymore where, like, I couldn't possibly block all of their attacks because they're, like, guys are shooting me with arrows from long range and there's mages that are doing a bunch of different spells all at the same time while there's a fighter up in your face. Um, 
it's it's fun to have a bunch of tricks up your sleeve to be able to just like take groups of enemies out really quickly especially when you have like end game gear and stuff but uh yeah it's it's been fun like actually paying attention to the side quests and stuff because before when i was playing i was just kind of like doing them to get them done i wasn't necessarily paying much attention to what the npcs were saying or like what my goal was and stuff but now i'm like taking my time when i go through dungeons i just finished uh clearing out this one um these two like destroyed castles that were basically um like two families that were vying for power in this area and they ended up like being so distracted by their feud that then this third like larger threat came in and just wiped everybody out and you can like go into the the castles and like read books in the bookshelves and find notes that are in like desks and stuff that are kind of like notes that they were sending to one another about how they were going to take each other out and things like that and then other people writing notes about this threat that suddenly swept in and they weren't prepared to deal with it because all their resources were elsewhere and you just find all these little stories and stuff that to be honest is a level of detail i was not expecting from this game um and it's like it's it's cool it's like in like oblivion or skyrim when you're finding like little um little stories that are told that you could easily miss if you just didn't pick up that book or just didn't go into this house. What, what do you, uh, what is your opinion actually on stuff like that? So like the environmental storytelling obviously sounds like it's pretty good, but yet it's so optional. What is your kind of sort of take on that? Because like how many people would get a better experience from (laughs) Kingdoms of Amalur because of it, but yet, it's just not thrown in your face. Like, do you think that's something like that should be thrown in your face? No, I think it takes the magic away. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, how, how big a fan I am of like environmental storytelling specifically. Um, but like they, they put that stuff in there for, for people to dig in and find it. Right. If it was just surface level every single time, then people would probably get bored of it. Cause it's, it's a little bit like a scavenger hunt to go looking for those sorts of things. And like, I wouldn't have, bothered like a a lot of the places that i have like cleared out doing side quests and stuff now i totally just blew through them like there were chests probably in side rooms and stuff that i just didn't get because i was concerned with just getting to the end of this dungeon and defeating the enemy and then going back to the person and then turning the quest in and moving on to the next area right um and i'm sure i missed things like that but i was probably going to do something like that in these castles too but then in like the first room of the one castle there was a chest and I was like, okay, cool. I'll go loot it. And in this chest was a note that was like to the Lord of the other castle from the Lord of that castle. And it's like just detailing like the early days of when they both set up shop in this area and how they were like, Oh, you know, you think that you're going to rule this place, but you're wrong. Like you're a fool and you, your power can't match mine. So there's, I'm definitely going to be the one who, wins this feud type thing and i was like oh okay so there's something going on here and if i hadn't found that note i probably wouldn't have been um like so set on finding the rest of the uh details to that story that's interesting like i wonder how much i wonder how many what percentage i guess of the player base has done has done that because i do know that uh, at least the people we've talked to and from just from, from comments, some comments that I've seen online, they were kind of in line with our comments before where it just felt very, the whole game just kind of felt like going, you know, like you were saying, go into cave, get to chest or get to objective, take that thing, go back to person, you know, mm-hmm. it, and so I wonder how much, 
more the Metacritic or whatever would be increased if they if more people had experienced the environmental part of it. It's funny because the reviews for that game are typically really good, like eights or nines. Like people oh, really wow. like that game is reviewed very highly, which is really interesting to me because I didn't I guess I just didn't get it before. Or maybe I was just too burnt out on RPGs. I was just like, oh, great, another game where you go here and collect all the quests and go out into the area nearby this town and do all the objectives and then go back to town, turn in five quests, go on to the next place, like very MMO-like. Um, but once I actually like slowed down, paid more attention to the world, like made a point to explore everywhere and like try to find all the lore stones and like find hidden chests or areas and go into caves and and talk to every NPC and stuff like that. Like obviously the world becomes so much more alive when you do that sort of stuff. Just the way that I was playing it before, I think was just very rushed because I already kind of knew what to expect from like a fantasy RPG. And so I was just like, maybe I was too burnt out on it. I was like, okay, yeah, more of the same. Yeah. Go to town, talk to everybody. Oh, this guy's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this person wants me to go outside of town and hunt 10 deer oh that's pretty standard but if for someone who who doesn't play a lot of rpgs or maybe never played an rpg before um they'd probably get a lot more out of that because it was a fresher experience for them and that might be why i'm enjoying this more now because it's been a while since i played an rpg like this and maybe i'm enjoying it more now because i'm more um i'm, I'm less i'm less like desensitized to your standard rpg tropes now I'm trying to think of when that game released, what was around it that that, uh, you, that we would have played. Skyrim was still pretty big. Cause <clears throat> Mass Steam Effect came, 3. Yeah, it was 2013 that this game came out. Yeah. Um, and, like, people were still playing Skyrim. Hell, people were still playing Oblivion yeah. in 2013. So the, the only reason why I remember Mass Effect 3 is because they had a, a crossover promotional event <laughs> where you can get Mass Effect armor and Kingdom yep. of Amalur, and you can yep. get... Uh, medieval armor in Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Um, and yeah, I, I've just been doing Ghost of Tsushima, so I, I kind of already gave my thoughts on that. Do you, now, um, do you use the photo mode? Quick question: Do you use the photo mode? I don't tend to use photo modes much in games. I'm, I'm not. I don't consider myself very creative, so like whenever I try to use photo mode, um, I just don't really find pictures I like. Not very creative, says the musician. I don't write the songs. Well, never mind then. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode, folks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just real quick, we'll just go through kind of Ubisoft forward. Um, they had a video, uh, and they kind of showed off uh, some of their top games. And they're going to have another Ubisoft forward, apparently, later this year. Um, I wonder if they're going to reference their own little controversies. Well, did, were they the ones who gave? Yeah, they gave an excuse saying that oh, this was pre-recorded and we didn't have time to like mm-hmm. add a uh, response or anything. Like a that. fucking title. If they had time to send out a tweet, they had time to put in a little blurb at the front of their video. Yeah. Um. So the, yeah, the, some of the big games they showed off were obviously Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um. I think the game looks pretty damn damn good. They showed off like a half an hour video uh, after the conference, which. Uh, Kind of really showed off what you'd be doing, and they showed off the rap battles that you can partake in, <laughs> stacking stacking stones as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Wait, wait the the rap battles? Apparently, yeah. this is a thing. I guess the Vikings did. Um, it was like you would try to get like the best insult in, and you'd, you'd kind of trade uh, trade insults, and, All right. and mm-hmm. they'd have to rhyme and stuff. So, uh, and the stacking stones thing is a bit kind of goofy. 
I guess you can see. Could you see other players' stones? Or, I don't know about I just, that. Uh, I up? get the impression it's for photo mode. Oh, okay. Well, they said the goal was to like stack it as high as you want, but you could also just make different shapes and stuff. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I think I'm ready for more AC, even after I spent hundreds of hours on Origins and Odyssey. There's something interesting in this game where um, they were showing how, you know, you leave. So you your goal is to build up your your Viking home. And then you're also kind of doing uh, there's like you're doing the land invasion, as far as I understand it, of, of Britain, I think. And um, they showed how, you know, you leave your Viking home. So like your your village that you're building and then you you go via like smaller ships. I don't know. I don't know the Viking terms or all this stuff, but. You go via smaller just, ships, and then you can just raid towns at random throughout on the sides of like the river. And one of the, my first thoughts was, that's awesome, but how much of the map is accessible via boat? And it does sound like it's a lot. Fjord? Is that the name of a ship? Fjord? I, I don't have a point of reference, sadly, but it like... Like I already told Ryan, if because you're given choices in this game, like I'm being a full out Viking, like everything's gonna burn. I'm gonna look this up, and it's gonna be freaking awesome. I think it's called a fjord. <laughs> you talking the small ships, not like the big ships they take. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about the small ships. Remember how they? It's like they they, they show like an example dingy. where they they didn't they didn't show the they didn't show the the actual animation of them leaving, but like the person said like, Oh, you, you know, you're on, you're in one of the rivers in, in, in wherever land you're in. And then I, I believe it's Britain. And then you're like, so you know what I mean? Like you're sailing around that river. And then they're like, you can just dismount if you, if you're interested in this town. Yeah. And then yeah. you just dismount. And that is freaking awesome. Like, and it also begs the question of how <clears throat> the game sounds like it's super freeform and super sort of like open for raiding stuff and exploring stuff and all the rest of it. But I just wonder how, how actually open it is that's like my biggest question and probably yeah, only always, answered by playing it it's always one of those things right where they'll they will say it for marketing buzz you know like especially in rpgs where it's like oh you can take the story wherever you want you can make all these decisions but they all lead in generally the same direction yeah you know but uh, i'm pretty hyped on it i i am i'm there day one for that one actually yeah uh, but but matt what uh what assassin's creed do you still have to play I mean, I haven't played a bunch of them. Which one are you I going don't... to do the Adriano method? I'm going to do that on Odyssey. You're going to play that? With, you're going to do that with Odyssey before you get to Valhalla? Probably not. Oh, come on, man! Not if it's a day one. That's in November. Yeah, I'm trying to beat. I'm trying to beat uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Rage Two at the moment. Okay, then do Odyssey right after. <laughs> That's hey whoa these, these are big games man Matt I I am constantly keeping up with games I'm told I'm always caught up with the latest games if I can do it you can do it. he he says <laughs> playing Assassin's Creed Chronicles <laughs> <laughs> um how how do you guys feel about Watch Dogs where are you guys at with that Watch Dogs Legion looks awesome I didn't like the first one and the second one looks interest or the second one looked interesting when I played it at your house it was boring I found it pretty boring too. And I'm not. Sh- I don't know where I stand on on Legion. I would. I've only played the first one. I do intend on playing the second one at some point. Um, and I have no interest in Legion, but I will probably still play it one day. Why? Why, why play games you're not interested in? I don't know. It. Uh, 
Because he has he's so far ahead in his gaming schedule. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, just that's has why. to play something. He just has to play <laughs> yeah. something. He's running out. And running out of stuff to play. I I don't I don't have a I don't have a good answer for that, Ryan. I I still tell myself I'm going to play Far Cry games from like a million years ago. So uh, speaking of Far Cry, they also announced Far Cry Six. Oh yeah. Which I think we did talk about because it leaked. I think that's when we talked about it. Yeah, we talked. Well, it was it was weird. So we record on Friday. Episode comes out Sunday, and we released our episode talking about the leak oh, a yeah. few hours before the show. So it looked like we were super <laughs> topical, like really on it, which was awesome. So this is looks this looks pretty cool. We didn't get much gameplay. Actually, no gameplay. Um, it was just a CG trailer, um, kind of to set the tone and setting of the uh, the game. We're in like a um, a fictional Cuba like. Uh, country so that seems pretty cool um and uh what what role does aaron have in the development of this game i guess i'm allowed to say it right yeah he told us so that must that means it's public right yeah and, and it's publicly revealed i say yeah, no yeah I, he he he, he facebooked that he was working on it yeah there you go oh, i know he's working on it yeah but he's i from what i understood he's working on uh like random location like um design of some sort nice he i believe his his, like general title is a level designer i believe yeah and i think he's like actually putting objects around the map and whatnot yeah and i can't wait to find exactly the one specific tree that he plopped down Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take a picture of it i'm gonna take a picture of it Uh, like my my friend put this what if there what if there's a dlpm easter egg no he's not gonna do that and i i don't i don't think he would i could it's i could see him like sneaking his initials like if he was putting down a tree i could see him putting a carving of ag into that tree somewhere fuck i would i'd put ap somewhere just carve into a tree man it would be so easy to like make a mystery in a game but it was just like your initials and no one knows mm-hmm. and people be like who's ap and then they're trying to like figure it out it'd be awesome <laughs> All right, that was pretty much it. There's a bunch of other games they announced that uh, some look cool, some not so much. Um, the guy the, uh, allegedly is not Voss, sadly. The the person we thought was. No, yeah. I forget his name now. They they tricked us with the uh, the scar. Although oh, I think they might be completely different race too, right? I believe it's supposed to be. Um, it kind of looked like. I mean, it's al- it's always a made up location, but I think it's supposed to be inspired by Cuba. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wait, wait, wait. Which uh, Far Cry Four? What's what's the location for that? Far Cry Four. Oh, that's like Nepal. Nepal, but it's not called Nepal. They don't. I don't think they ever. Or wait, use... wait. Did you mean three with Voss? Well, yeah, I was gonna get to three, but what is Far Cry Four? Oh yeah, okay, never mind. Nepal. Okay, what's Far Cry Three? Fake Nepal, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not called Nepal, though. Like they don't ever utter the word. No, right? they never. No. They never. No, they always what about, make it up. What about three? I think I looked that up. I think it was Indonesia. Do they again? Do they use Indonesia or is it made up? I don't think so. I think this Far Cry Two. Uh, made up country in Africa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Africa. Far Cry Five. Montana, USA. So that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> they, the American, you know, gun wielding. Northwestern part of the United States, they use the legitimate one, but every other one is made. Although, up. did they call it Montana? Yeah, I, ju- I just googled it. Yeah, it's called Montana. Well, that's uh, a city, fucking great game. That's the a city. Really I don't game. think is real, unless 
Maybe it's real. I, I don't know Montana. In Bozeman, Montana? Uh, no, Hope County. Oh. Does, does yeah, any... there you go. There, there's your made up part. There you go. Does, because does because they, 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 do what... say, they do say that y- y- Yana, I believe is the name of the... Yana or Yana, I believe it's Yana, is the island in Fallout... Er, Fallout now. Jesus, Murphy. The island in Far Cry 6. And they do say it's an island in the Caribbean. Oh, uh, gotcha. So, there you go. All right. Um, any thoughts on that, Tim? <laughs> I actually was telling Matt this earlier. Like, I, I played Far Cry 3. And I absolutely loved it. And for whatever reason, I just never played any other Far Cry game. So Damn. I, uh, it's something I need to get on top of as well. And and four was like just a more refined three. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone keeps saying. And I actually have four on I think PS4 and maybe also Steam. Um, and I I still haven't ever played it. I think it was part of some like bundle that I bought. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I just need to actually get around to playing them all right let's move on to the xbox conference um so this is a pretty big showing for them and they had a ton of games uh was it only an hour long uh yeah the time it was an hour so obviously the we're just gonna go through some of the games that they announced Uh, obviously the biggest one their big tentpole franchise was halo infinite um and they showed off uh, some gameplay uh footage um matt you are surprisingly really excited for this yeah something happened uh i was uh i was a mac got a firmware update and then he became excited for halo That's no <laughs> it uh i really enjoyed well I, I was a playstation 2 kid and so everyone always kept talking about halo and hyped me up and so as a result i eventually got an xbox um when it was near the end of its life and i got halo 2 and i was super hyped and played it a bunch and then Halo 3 came out, and I remember that was super hype when we were in high school. But I just wasn't that into it for some reason. Like, I just never followed it. I just didn't care. Uh, but I ended up getting it and playing it a bunch. It was just sort of like the de facto thing to play. Uh, but now, I, well, I guess the next my next Halo was probably 4. But I really enjoyed Halo Wars. Or no, not not 4, Reach. So I've, I've, I've played Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo Reach. And then Halo Wars, and then Halo Wars Two. Uh, I really enjoy Halo Wars and Halo Wars Two, and so I don't know what it is, but this this game just like clicked with me, where I just got like super excited to see Chief again. And then when they were like open world, I was like, "Yep, done deal." Uh, now I've never been the biggest Halo fan, but I think I've played every one except the last one. Um. I, I, I just find that the... I know they're doing this big open world type of deal, but I just find like the overall feel of the game has not changed, and maybe that's what the fans want. Uh, as soon as I saw the gameplay footage, I'm just like, oh, this looks like every other Halo game. Like, it didn't look... Yeah. It didn't look any different. And they're being criticized a lot online um, for the game not really looking next-gen-ish. Yeah, it, it looked very... Blah. Yeah. Now they did say that it's going to look, like look better. It, like, yeah, it, but it, this is very much a work in progress build. But I'm not sure how much things advance. Like they they got like it's launching this holiday, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how. I, I don't know how game development works, but I'm not well, sure the, how the how much things change in that time. Uh, well, 
Aaron, I'm reading actually from a GameSpot article that I just, that I found right as the show went live. Um, so Aaron Greenberg was speaking to Inside Gaming. This is a GameSpot article. And he says, quote, listen, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. It's July and we're far from launching a uh, holiday. You're seeing a lot of, you're seeing a work in progress game. Go back and look at the game at 40K, or excuse me, 4K, 60 uh, we did that deliberately, he continued. It's very hard to show off the full power and graphics uh, fidelity of what Xbox Series X uh, will be be able to deliver for you over a stream. So I believe that's making reference to, I believe they have, like, they uploaded that demo at, like, yeah, 4K yeah. or whatever later. So I, I, I didn't think it looked bad, though. Like, I only well, you guys, or you messaged me, Ryan, and I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look great. Like It just it looks, it looks cheap. It looks bland. Um, I just sent you guys an image. Uh, I think oh, is this that same image oh. that you sent to me? Oh, no, shoot. this is a different one. Well, just just click on mine before Adriano's there. It's not it's not so much the resolution that was the issue. It's just like, are you looking at this? It's taking a really long time to load for some reason. It's I think it's a pretty high res picture. <laughs> like oh, you're complaining about the quality, but it takes a long time to load because it's high res. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's not it's not the resolution. It's simply whatever design. I if think I'm being for. blunt, this looks like it has bad lighting, and it looks like a work in progress. If you Which look at his teeth, his fair. teeth are like shiny all across. When there's a shadow on the right side of his face. Yeah, and I don't want to like. Yeah, you're right side. Obviously, this probably took a lot of time and a lot of talent. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like I'm being overly critical. But and, and at the end of the day, the visuals don't matter that much, you know. So my my uh, comparison is going to be much more petty. No pun intended. Um, I sent a link to the Halo Infinite page, which will show the box art. And then I send an image to the Halo Combat Evolved page, which also shows the box art. And to me, they have the exact same feeling. I think that they was kind of- by design, though. They're making an homage to the first Halo game. Yeah, I think I texted you that, Ryan. Is I, I thought that the the reveal kind of <clears throat> felt stylistic in that <clears throat> it felt like the first game again. Stylistic, George Lucas. <laughs> But I know, it, it, it did. I, I think, it did feel like the first one because in the first game you're on you're on the Halo like that. Which, which again, definitely may be the case. But I think people were expecting to see this is their this is their biggest game, and people were expecting to see oh what can the Series X yeah. do? And, like, and and I think people were just a little unimpressed with the visual. And, and like like did it? Does this game have ray tracing support? Did the demo we watched uh, have ray tracing? No, but they said that's going to come. I think sometime after launch. Okay, yeah. Just just watching it, yeah. I, I I tell myself I'm like I have very limited experience with um with Halo, but from the games that I did play or the portions of the games I did play, it just looked the exact same. It looked it looked like it didn't change anything at all. It felt like Destiny two to Destiny. Yeah. But I mean, like Call of Duty, that might be what the fans actually want. They just want a new game, but but, but uh, yeah, familiar we, enough to them, we, which which is fine. But it also just didn't like again. It just it felt cheap for you know a lack of a better word. I didn't get that impression. I definitely got the impression that maybe it wasn't the highest. Like I, I didn't get the impression of like holy crap, this is like the best thing that the Xbox Series X can do. Look at this. But I also wasn't... I had, I had no ta- no thought at the time of watching that it was low quality in any way. Yeah. 
um, before we move on, I do want to focus on like the good aspects of of it. Um, it is it does look open world. The um, the map is a uh, a pretty uh, large, and I guess so. You're on you're on the Halo, right? I mm-hmm. guess the idea is right. Yep. Um, they talked about how this is going to be an ongoing game as well, not necessarily a live game, but something that will change over the course of many years. Um, I did wonder I if they were going to do something like Halo that. Infinite. I was actually like speculating that with Matt actually in our conversation yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, just like a, maybe why they called it Infinite is because they have a plan for a couple of years to keep adding things to the game, and there's some sort of like end game loop that you can uh, get sucked into, which would be interesting. I think um, they're uh, they're quoted as even saying like up to ten years. Damn, uh, just like, like Destiny. That's what huh? they said about Destiny. I know, but I kind of yeah. feel like this might have more. Uh, push behind it but they talked about how you're not just going to be on one halo you could visit the other ones or different planets or all sorts of stuff they could add in the future so that that sounds pretty awesome this image is still loading for me it's just not working (laughs) Um, (laughs) good job uh, website that's Um, bad when i when i can load on my internet yeah i don't know it's just it's just loading infinitely it's okay it's it's a pretty it's a it's a ah. pretty shit looking image. You're not missing much. <laughs> um, it's funny because I was just scrolling through Twitter as as we were talking earlier, and um, I came across a post where someone was comparing a shot from Halo Three to a shot from Halo Infinite, and it's like roughly the same thing. Where it's like first person perspective with the battle rifle looking over a uh, sort of like a, a field area with some rivers going through it and trees and things, and they were like, um the the point of the post was to to make Halo three look graphically better than Halo Infinite Infinite and um they're just like you know art art direction or art style is always better than higher resolution graphics or something like that um oh here it is right here art style is always more important than graphics I agree a hundred percent but Halo Infinite has neither oh Jesus so they say and it's the picture from Halo three where they're it's like the f- the first mission where you f- you find that riverside um depot with for after you wake up as master chief and you like you go through the, that like heavily jungly forest area and there's lots of covenant everywhere and there's little streams going through and and trees I, I that have that fallen mission. over and stuff like that it's really iconic right and then the comparison shot is halo infinite um where he's looking up at the one um like anti-aircraft cannon up on those like very angular cliffs um from the field and there's some trees and stuff and like obviously they've cherry picked a fantastic shot from halo 3 and a kind of a crappy shot from halo infinite um and it's funny that you mentioned like uh earlier when you said that it's it's still a work in progress and i think that's very apparent like i don't think that the final game is is gonna look the way that that demo looked like it's gonna look way better than the demo because um that game's still probably months and months out. And they've said ho- uh, holiday, right? So they've still got the rest of the year to to really polish that game. And like the um, I I when I was watching that video, like of the of the reveal, I I saw like draw distance issues. I saw things popping in and out. I saw textures like loading differently like on puddles and stuff like that as he drove by in the warthog like there were lots of graphical things that i noticed in the demo i was like ooh that was that was a bit janky or that was jarring or that wasn't quite right 
Um, but it's not like I'm going to hold it, hold it against them and be like, no, the yeah. game's going to suck on release because their demo, which was, you know, four months before the game's even going to come out, yeah. was rough around the edges. Like, and, and Halo's always been about the gameplay more so, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that looks great. I think that looked pretty fun. Yeah, I thought it looked really fun. I like that they showed off, like, a bunch of the different guns and stuff. And, like, yeah. the one thing that I actually noticed... So, I haven't played a, a lot of Halo since Halo 3, really. I didn't really play 4 and um, 5 almost not at all. But the one thing that was the biggest difference for me that I, like, noticed, and it's such a weird thing, was the explosion effect on the plasma grenade. It, like actually kind of looks like plasma now instead of just like <laughs> yeah. nondescript blue energy smoke explosion <laughs> right <laughs> which they kind great, of what a great like no name well, title for the freaking plasma grenade well you know what i mean though right I, like that's oh, I know exactly, exactly what, what they look mean. like and now it actually kind of looks like almost like a pseudo fluid when it explodes like it's plasma energy and i was like that's actually like pretty cool that is what i would imagine a plasma grenade looking like when it explodes and showing off the different like the the gunplay for the different weapons and like man how fucking cool is that grappling hook gonna make combat oh, oh yeah. man yeah. let alone like pvp in that game like the comp- online competitive is gonna be fucking people zipping all over the place like it's just cause two <laughs> it's gonna be cool <laughs> do you, do you know you it. know what too is uh the part that they showed off at the demo like you're saying tim was like really janky with reflections and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but if you go back and you watch even the trailer, I believe the end of that cinematic trailer is actually ha- it almost looks like that's gameplay when it's first person as him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it was, the, it was the an scene for sure. The and the scenes like in the ship where he's like talking to that engineer guy mm-hmm. is they look really good. And so they've probably finished that Pelican environment because yeah. it's small, right? Yeah. So that's probably sure. a glimpse of what we're gonna get. That's what well, I was like, wondering too. That this is their first time doing open world, right? And I'm wondering if they're maybe adjusting to that kind of development. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to, like, knock a company for trying something different, especially with, like, such a well-established IP. I think that's, like, Zelda, for example. It's never really been an open-world game, and then Breath of the Wild did it, and they did a fantastic job, so... Well, I saw people brought that up, too, when we first saw um, Breath of the Wild uh, announced. It had a lot more detail than the end game, but no one cared because the game was so good. Yeah. So... Let's get our bets in now. How much you want to bet Master Chief is going to die to save the UNSC? Could they do that? But if it's yeah. a but if, if it's a game, bring them back. But if it's a game that's supposed to be ongoing and they're supposed to keep adding mm-hmm. stuff, they're probably not going to kill him. But they here's, could be those could be missions from the past. Here's the real truth. <laughs> here's here's the the hot the hot controversy being dropped. Oh, here we go. It's called Infinite because Master Chief is actually still floating out in space. He's still in hypersleep, oh, and this is all a dream. Wow. The ha- <laughs> the halo is in him. <laughs> <laughs> the halo was the friends he made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to some other games they announced. Um, Obsidian actually showed off three games, I believe. Oh, Outer Worlds DLC. Yeah. Gorgon? Gorgon? Gorgon. 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 Yep, Matt. Gorgon. Was that one of them, Matt? And Avowed. Well, that was the name of the DLC for Outer Worlds. Oh. It's like um, Trouble in Gorgon or something like that. There was that other one. Was it Grounded? Grounded was the third. What? Wait, wait. I I said one. (laughs) 
No, yeah, the Outer Worlds DLC. Oh yeah, yeah, you're Avowed, right. You're right, right. Avowed's yeah. their RPG, uh, which looks pretty cool. A lot of people are excited for that. I completely um, forgot this was a thing until you just mentioned it. And then Grounded was the one where they're like, if you're if you're waiting for the uh, oh the oh, biggest yeah, game yeah. of the season, wait for uh, Cyberpunk. Slaying fucking a, Bugs Life, the game here. That was a really good line. That was yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that. I like when games are honest. <laughs> so. Um, Microsoft definitely getting their uh, their money's worth out of uh, Obsidian there. Avowed Avowed is probably going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, as somebody I don't who know. as somebody who's always <laughs> who's always a kind of been on the outside looking in at Skyrim and Fallout as 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 a series, but never really entering that area. Like I've always I I'd seen um what's it called Out, Outer World Outer Worlds as like my as a possible like Fallout like my Fallout, and I could see avowed if it's good to be my skyrim i don't know why people get so hyped over a pre-generated like um or pre-rendered animated trailer like that's clearly not gameplay and like, oh, i'm not yeah. trying to say that the game is going to be trash or anything but like you can't you can't judge this game by that trailer at all no. But no, we're excited it, at the idea. Yeah, it, it it invokes a feeling. It just kind of imposes. Its, and, its and you know, and you know why that is, is because Skyrim came out nine years ago, <laughs> and no one has like have been able like people who just want that kind of RPG have not been sated. Even though there have been many fantastic RPGs that have come out since Skyrim, but people don't know about them because they only know about like the biggest name in the industry they want something that is similar because we all know that elder scroll 6 is not coming out for years yeah so they want just like anything but i think part of the reason why people are excited though is because they know obsidian and they're known for making rpgs and a lot of people's favorite fallout rpg is uh new vegas yeah and so i think like- they have a reputation to run on that if we just see this fantasy uh, trailer, you know, we're, we're expecting some good things from them. I don't know. It's just like anyone that I've talked to about it. And like, don't get me wrong. Like Fallout New Vegas is my favorite follow game. Like it's so good. Obsidian did a fantastic job, especially in the amount of time that they had and especially the pressure they were under. Um, but people like I had a bunch of people messaging me, like sending me link to like the avowed trailer and stuff like that. And like, Oh my God, look at this. And I'm like, yeah, it, it it's literally nothing like all we know for sure is that obsidian is making a swords and sorcery type first person rpg that's but that but that that's alone all we know. but that alone got people excited i, yeah, I I'm, I'm just I'm saying just happy to it's the like theme. it's okay to be excited but i'm i don't understand why people are so excited when we know literally nothing about it other than it's being worked on it's like people are just talking like and, and theorizing and theory crafting about it. it's like you have nothing to go off of like just give it more time optimists we're give it more time hoping the best see. Mm-hmm. Um, they did uh, Obsidian also did the second Kotor, which was not too well received. Okay, uh, I I played it. Um, it's definitely no Kotor one. They also did one of the South Park games. I think they did the first, the Stick of Truth. <laughs> that which, sounds right. Which I think uh, don't everyone don't mind my super loud keyboard <laughs> <laughs> as he gets the old typewriter out. <laughs> Um, Obsidian, yep. They did uh, Stick of Truth, which was incredibly well received. Um, I think uh, even the 
The second one was too, right? But it, it wasn't them though. It Ubisoft proper. Uh, Ubisoft France, uh, San Francisco did it, and that one was oh. less was less well. It was still good. It wasn't. It just wasn't as great as the first. I think one. the hype had died down about it. Yeah, all. yeah. Um, fantastic name on the second one, but the first one was <laughs> was something really special. Yeah. Um, uh, just really quickly, Forza Motorsport looks pretty pretty sexy. Still a no for you, Adriano. Still not I, enough to switch over. Still, it looked it, now from a visual perspective, it looked better than uh, Gran Turismo, oh. at least from the trailers we've seen. Y- yeah, no, I I believe it. It's just that for me, the it's the similar like feeling of it. Yeah, it's not that I like the feeling of it, and I and I have tried the latest um, Horizon. Yeah, Forza Horizon. Like I play that with my nephew. Um, uh, it, but even the motorsport one, I find still more arcadey than Gran Turismo. <clears throat> mm. I, I would love, I would love to get into the, into the, um, Oh fuck. I think, uh, I think my Xbox app just froze. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to get into the motorsport side of it. And maybe when the neg- this next one comes to game pass on PC, cause it probably will. Um, I will try to give it a go, but like there, like I will probably end up buying a PS5. I will probably end up getting Gran Turismo Seven. So, that's Ooh, what if they come up with a Gran Turismo themed PS5? I bring w- it, bring it to the West here. I was willing to buy the the Gran Turismo uh, Sport PlayStation Four and the and the controller. It just never came to North America. It was a European yeah. exclusive, which yeah. really really upset me because I would have I would have probably bought that system. Uh, State of Decay Three kind of shocked me i was not expecting that me and matt happened to be playing state of decay 2 yeah and and i kind of want to get i want to try state of decay state of decay now after seeing that i'm enjoying the second one it's 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 got its quirks but it's uh it's overall pretty fun how are you guys playing it where are you playing it pc yeah is it on is it on game pass yep yep because microsoft owns that studio so all right right let's take a look here Sorry for the keyboard again. It's gotta be. It's gotta be said though. I'm not really excited for the third one. Like, no, it'll just be right. like a game where I play it late, like I did too. <laughs> like, yeah, but that 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 trailer. Um, now it was just a CG trailer, but uh, I did not expect it to go where it went, and um, I did not expect it to say "State of Decay" at the end. I just thought it was gonna be another zombie game. I didn't even think it was a zombie game. I thought it was something completely different. Actually, Some I thought it was monster uh, horror game. I thought it was Stalker Two. Well, there was a stalker too. <laughs> there was a st- that's what I mean. And I was told yeah. about it, and then I was like, "Oh, this is probably stalker." Now, speaking of not. stalker, I'm not familiar with stalker one. There's a bunch of stalkers. Is there a bunch, a bunch of stalkers? There's like clear. There's clear, stalker, not in any order. Stalker, clear sky, stalker, call of Pripriate, I believe it is, and then I don't know if there's another one. I think there might just be a stalker as well. What What's the What's the whole point of this? What, so, what do you do? uh. Okay, recalling from memory, so fans of the series, please yell at me. Um, <laughs> you, the, you're, you, basically the nuclear uh, disaster happens in Chernobyl, and it basically the Soviets shut the area down. The authorities shut the area down, and people who are called who are nicknamed stalkers go inside because there's something in in there. There's like weird storms. There's like weird portals. Um, 
And what the stalkers do is they have their own communities in there. They have little t- little towns, little uh, little places just that they've set up, like old boats and stuff like that. And they uh, they go in there because there's good there's for for whatever reason there's artifacts that people want, like antiquities that people want, you know, stuff that's spawning through the portals, um, whatever. And then in Clear Sky, um, there's an ongoing war. So there's like two factions, and they're just consistently warring. And uh, there's also, like, the weird, like, creatures as well. Like, I remember playing the game one time and I was creeping through this swamp. And the only way to move around in that game, as far as I know, was just walking around. So, I mean, I was pretty young when I played these. So, like, maybe 15. So, I was walking around and I kept hearing, like, this rustling in the bushes. And I was like, what in the hell is back there? And it was, like, pitch black. And a massive bear jumped out at me in the pitch black. And I was like, whoop! Here we go, and it's got just fucking destroyed, like absolutely so, laid out. What um, is the gameplay? Hmm? What is the gameplay? What do you like? Do? Uh, like a very difficult Fallout. So you have like guns and stuff, and yep, guns. Uh, you have guns. Mm-hmm. You do quests. Um, there's like, I remember the one game had, like, I never beat any of them to be clear, but it's like I remember the one of them had like there were these there's these things called anomalies, mm-hmm. and. You could. They were like the world would get all manipulated and weird around them, and if you went near them, I think they'd like push you back and they'd hurt you. And to de- to detect if they were there, you could throw a bolt at them because they were hard to see with the naked eye. So you could like just throw like you know like a like a nut or a bolt at them, just something you had in your pocket, and you would throw it and it would like kind of ting off of it, and you'd like be like, oh, there it is, type of thing. Um, and there was also I remember, I believe it was Clear Sky. Clear Sky was my favorite of the two, and it's the furthest I've gotten in them. Um, in Clear Sky. Oh, well, I believe in Clear Sky. Uh, they had a, a, a I'm like, I can't remember who's name, what his name was. Now I was gonna say his name, but he like called over the radio one time and he was like, "Oh, radiation storm inbound or some sort of storm inbound," and it's just at random and you have to just find cover and you're in the middle of nowhere. And I remember I ran into a place that was completely infested with anomalies and the crazy mutants, Jeez. and that was the only place there was cover, so I had to fight my way in there. And it's like it's like a it's like a traditional game. It's like uh it's like the Diablo inventory system. And it's just like a follow game with the Diablo inventory system. It is and I was only fifteen, so I mean, God knows how skilled I was, but it was damn hard. Like I constantly died all the time. And like it's unforgiving too. Like it's not just like click a button to heal. It's like, well, I got no bandages. Good. <laughs> Man, I remember watching you playing that game like years ago. And I was like, this looks like Metro, except on the hardest fucking difficulty and no fun at all. Like, oh, it was, it's serious. Yeah, it's serious. That game's like, serious. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, you have your, your gas mask, but then if you take too much damage, your gas mask gets cracked, and you have to go find a new gas mask where you just get irradiated and die. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, god damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, yeah, so people can just, like, shoot your gas mask. And so you're just, like, in a gunfight, and so... You know, the strategy could be that when you're in a gunfight, you take your gas mask off, but you're going to be slowly losing health. And if you get shot, you're going to lose some more health. So you can wear your gas mask so you can more calmly do the battle. But if they see you and shoot you, you might break your gas mask. Yeah, it's a very serious game, and I'm super excited for the second one. Because I'll actually probably beat it more than likely. Oh, you're excited for the second one? Wow. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I was, I was, I was really, I'm really excited for Stalker 2. Um, so they also <laughs> had a bunch of other games that were announced. Uh, As Dusk Falls... Uh, the gunk. I'm I'm so far out on the gunk. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Effect it, it's incredible. Warhammer forty thousand. Dark tide. That uh, looks scary. 
Oh, now I remember this. It, and now I believe that Dark Tide's supposed to be the Warhammer 40k version of Warhammer Vermintide. Okay. I have no connection to the Warhammer franchise. Warhammer is yeah. like fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Warhammer but... 40k is like future. So I, Vermintide is like the big rats or whatever. I, I I played a little bit of the Vermintide game. I played uh I started it twice on PC and PS4. For somebody who has no real connection, I for some reason started that game twice on two different platforms. <laughs> what are you doing? I had friends who were interested in playing it, so I started because the Vermintide is is a is very much left for dead but fantasy. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that game? It's literally left for dead reskinned. Yeah, no, yeah, I've 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 seen it played for sure. Yeah. Like there's like looting and stuff though too and that's uh that's what drew us to that game. I I knew literally nothing about those games until I watched like I think Oni played it on his channel like a couple of months ago and I was like, "Holy shit, how did this pass me by? This looks fucking dope." It's like what, it's, Vermintide? It, yeah, it's like literally Left 4 Dead, but it's just in like a high fantasy yeah. world. I own that game. Fucking awesome. I own that game twice over, guys, if you want to give it a go. <laughs> I I also own it. All right, perfect. And then finally, at the end of the whole conference, and I think there's maybe a couple people here who are excited for this, a new Fable was announced. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Fucking finally. Oh man. With a very sad trailer, actually. Wait, it, was, sad. it was like perfectly on brand for Fable. Man. Yeah. So I think it's just called Fable, right? This is a whole new whole new beginning for the legendary Fable franchise it infinite. Says. i don't know like they've they what did, what are they called on youtube just like literally fable it's just fable yeah like they the i've seen it done before where um they they call it whatever like in the in the in the trailer they'll be like halo or fable or you know um like literally any like title of the series but then when it actually like gets closer to release and it's not just like a teaser trailer they actually say like oh this is this is fable you know comma or or fable colon like uh kingdom. tim's adventure <laughs> yeah <laughs> fable kingdoms or something like that like they'll they'll have a subtitle later on once they uh, have more i think it's uh, just gonna be fable just like the new god of war was just god of war I, I mean, I'm not discounting the possibility that 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 might happen, but it's. Um, I'm just trying to find the actual. So um, this, this is being developed by Playground called. Games, who did the Forza Horizon games. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, Linehead's not around anymore, right? So yeah. So a lot of people are excited for this. Um, this is probably the. I think this might have been bigger than Halo, uh, from what I could see on my social yeah. media. People, the people that re-uploaded the trailer. And in whatever, like, with their reaction or reactions or whatever, almost everything says Fable 4. And that's really annoying because it's not called Fable 4. The IGN video says Fable official reveal trailer. So that makes more sense to me. Because it it could just be a totally new world. Although it it would be annoying because there's already a game called Fable, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, I, I... it's it's a minor gripe, but I really don't like when game companies like reboot their series or their franchise no, or whatever. Oh, I don't mind it because it gives, me, name. It gives me an that, entry point and where I can bypass all the other ones. But then someone's like, oh, dude, I'm playing Fable. It's like, oh, which one? You playing Fable like, of... 2013? Are you playing Fable like a Fable Anniversary? Are you playing Fable Original? Are you playing 
a, like, a, me, par- man. a part of me blames Apple for this because they had the iPad and the iPad 2 and then they just went to iPad. And <laughs> I think a lot of people took took inspiration from that. Oh, how long know. ago was it that I think it was in one of our episodes. I'm trying to I'm just going back through our old articles and I'm trying to find out how long ago it was when the Fable Twitter account resurfaced. Oh. And, everyone, and everyone's like, "Oh, new Fable!" Oh, and then man. somebody's was... like, "Somebody's like, no, no, we're just renewing the thing. It's just common practice. Don't worry about it." <laughs> blah 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 blah. It's... You know what's it's really funny is I was listening back to the um, the episodes of the podcast that I missed, and you guys were talking about the uh, the Fable and the um, there's another one I don't remember it though. Um, fable and Perfect Dark accounts. Oh yeah, that, Twitter accounts that were that were like re- resurfacing or whatever. And it was killing me because you guys were talking like, oh, yeah, it's it's like, you know, the Fable. Um, there's the Fable one and there's the Perfect Dark one. So it's like, is this going to be a new Perfect Dark game? And it had already come out that the Perfect Dark one was not official. It was a fan made account that he just made a placeholder for like at Perfect Dark mm-hmm. and then like used just like generic artwork from the first game. Um, and then people were like making a big deal out of it and he tweeted from that account and he was like hey just so you guys know this isn't official i'm just a regular guy i don't work for you know microsoft i just made this account to see if microsoft would say anything about it mm. so it's not official yeah. at all it's it's purely like fan made but there was no such news out of the fable account and so when I had seen that the perfect dark one wasn't official, but nothing was said about the fable one, I was like, hmm, but, interesting. But did, but did, did uh, cause perfect dark is rare, right? That's was, it was rare, which is yeah. now Microsoft. Yeah. So, but, but did Microsoft actually, did they say that the perfect dark isn't theirs or did the guy come out and say the perfect dark is his? Like, did Microsoft um, ever disown the perfect dark one officially? I'm pretty sure the guy came out and said, is it this one perfect dark game i think is the one uh is this the new one does it say when he joined joined june 2020 yeah this is the one so it's at perfect dark game username joanna dark on twitter um the bio says not affiliated with microsoft operative for the carrington institute hashtag xbox series x hashtag xbox games showcase mm. um i don't th- i haven't seen anything that um microsoft has said about this account um literally it's just them retweeting articles and anything xbox pretty much um see if i can find an actual like media from or uh let's see maybe they deleted the tweet actually they tweet quite a lot off this account but anyway like there was a screenshot that i saw where the account was like hey just so you guys know like this i'm not actually a microsoft employee i'm just a guy that made this account to see if they would if any news would surface about a new perfect dark game because i just love the series okay so the, the reason why people thought they were microsoft was that they both used placeholder as the name of the account and then the the at was at fable and at perfect dark uh, game mm-hmm. um, but yeah the guy came out and, and said that but uh, what's funny is that um the guy from xbox a guy from xbox commented on on both of them and said that they're uh um nothing to get your hopes up about 
Yeah, Aaron Greenberg, I found on June 27th. I know everyone's yeah. hungry for news, but sorry to get your hopes up. These accounts have been inactive for years. It's standard practice to secure social handles for our IP, which is weird that he would comment on the perfect dark one mm-hmm. when that Unless one... Unless he just didn't even realize because yeah, Microsoft he, is he, so big. He, he probably, didn't even realize it wasn't He probably official. didn't even realize. He's like, oh, well, this is probably just somebody somewhere doing their job, but I guess I should probably comment on this and just cover it Yeah, cover he's now. probably speaking generally for all their IP handles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now they don't have Perfect Dark game, so <laughs> maybe yeah. they own Perfect Dark. I don't know. Probably. It's probably just like locked or something. So now the probably the biggest news out of this Xbox conference was that all the games that they showed off we're coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, that's pretty incredible. Which is huge, yeah. And I hear a lot of people talking about how like it's like the the greatest deal in gaming. And they're kind of making it the only deal with the lack of the twelve month Xbox Live subscription now. Xbox Live yeah. Gold. Well, you yeah. can still you can still do it um, month to month or three months, but not yeah. twelve months. And twelve months was a was a fair discount. Yeah. So, but like, like you can still do, um, month to month, or just do ultimate and get everything. But in one. month to month is expense is really expensive. Yeah, it's it's something like fifteen ninety nine, I think, a mm-hmm. month, Canadian, I think. Well, this just uh, further supports the idea that they are just going to amalgamate it all into one, and you're going to be one subscription gets you everything. You know what though? This is definitely an onboarding practice. Definitely. Um, because they cannot be making money off of off of Game Pass. I don't think there's a. It, it's just not possible. It, no, it, well, it 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 begs the question, right? It, it's like you, when a game sells, it sells a big big spike, falls down, and then like generally not all games, but it's like big spike falls down, then it kind of like coasts, then a sp- sale comes in, big spike falls down, keeps going and keeps doing that for its life, and those spikes per sale get lower and lower because more people have it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how a game peters out. But if Microsoft's playing the long game, we don't have the numbers, but it could be that th- that subscription mm-hmm. fee is essentially monetizing games for their entire life and beyond. And therefore they're looking at it as Microsoft's just getting a ton of money and then they can just pump a ton of money into their studios to sell a ton of consoles it, and sell even more stuff. It depends on how that money is distributed, right? Like, does it go to how much people are playing that game? Or does it just go to all the games every month? I, I don't know how, but the the few, the indie developers that have talked about it said that it has benefited them. They ha- they are very happy with the deal they have with Microsoft's sure. Game yeah. Pass system. But just, just in my scenario, I've played several Xbox exclusive games now through Game Pass and, and only paid my $15 a month for Ultimate. You know, which is well under paying eighty dollars for each of them um, for the months I, that it would have played them. I only do, um, I only do the PC one, which is not even seven bucks a month. It's like five it's, bucks American. It's, I think. Yeah, it's like it's uh, every month I get charged six seventy seven on my credit card, which is I spend more in coffee per week than I do <laughs> in Game Pass PC per month. So I think this is definitely to lure people onto the service, mm-hmm. and a couple years from now, the price is going to go up, which is fine, even yeah. if it goes up. Reasonably. The, the thing is, though, is 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 realistically speaking, even if it was twenty a month, yeah, you know, it's really not that yeah. much because, it, especially uh, for Ubisoft, tried to do theirs at twenty. How's no, that no, going? No, I was gonna say for Ultimate though, it's at like fifteen ish here. 
If they raised it by 25%, well, I guess it'd be... I got my percentage wrong, but it raised it by like five-ish dollars Canadian. It and is it's incredible, a... though. Like, we already we already have Halo. Like, like essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have all those games already. Oh, um, yeah, we're ready to go. All we need to do is download it and then... Or just stream it, depending on when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, it's insane. Well, you, you don't... You only get it if you... You get the xCloud option if you are Ultimate. If you have just Game Pass for console... And Game Pass for PC, you don't get the xCloud streaming. Right. It has to be in there. Yeah, but uh, the the game selection, even for the PC one, like it's it's well worth the seven bucks a month. Absolutely. Like like I, I have the A to Z list up in front of me right now, and there's just a shit ton of games on here that I've already bought on Steam that I should have just not done it and just played them here. Like not to mention, uh, your first month is a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And then if you if you did it right. You could have comboed years and years and years together for that dollar, and you could have just done a free upgrade. Like there's one podcaster I listened to, he he figured it out like he cheated it and got and went and bought a bunch of the pre the 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 preloaded cards like for gold, like did a three year upgrade and then just changed it over to Game Pass Ultimate for a dollar, and now he's good for like the next three and a half four years, and he just what paid a single dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's just fucking hilarious i'm sure they patched that up though right? they i they probably don't care to them like that means just somebody's in the ecosystem for four years yeah they, yeah, they've, grand, they've grandfathered him in yeah because you know what that means he is going to buy an xbox one as uh, xbox whatever, series whatever, x. whatever the fuck it's called yeah series x <laughs> Who the Man, fuck you knows? know you've named your system a bad name when people well always go to say xbox one x and they go, fucking, what's the new one? <laughs> yeah, well, I for the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been saying that I have a query corner question. I think I'm going to finally pitch to you guys tonight because it, it is Xbox related. I have a quick question, actually, for Tim, since we're the only two, two uh, fans of the, the Fable series, apparently, here. What do you, Shots fired. Do you want a... Um, I was, well, that, was, that was more of like a over-zoom side-eye, but I don't have a webcam, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to portray that. But anyway, um, do you want them to go back to the old cities like Bowerstone and stuff? Or do you want them to just do a whole new world? Uh, oh, man, I was about to start singing Aladdin. A new fantastic <laughs> point of view? <laughs> yes. No. Um, Tell us no. Where to go? <laughs> Keep going. I don't want to go. Do not. <laughs> All right. Um. I could see it going either way, really, because like they did that in Fable Two and Threes. They always went back to Bowerstone. Right. They always did, and just to show the like progression. But this, from the from the teaser, it doesn't look like it's in the industrial age anymore. It looks like it's like su- like super high fantasy again. So it right. wouldn't surprise that, that's, me. That's a good point. If they've gone back to. I'll bet you they've gone back to the original timeline or like the original, like the beginning of the timeline or possibly even before. And maybe it's more so about founding the Heroes Guild. This is obviously all just like speculation completely, right? But like literally all they've shown, literally all they've shown is just like a pixie flying through a forest and then it gets eaten by a frog and (laughs) then the camera like flies up through the tree line into the towards the sky and then it's you see mountains and like a castle i think in the distance so it seems like it's very very um early age 
of of uh, of mankind it's like in the medieval era so i think there's going to be another big emphasis on like og medieval fantasy a la the first game no not like fable 2 where there's like flintlock guns and pistols and stuff like that it's probably going to be bows and swords and magic again although i really did enjoy using the guns in that game yeah i i uh, fable 2 I, I went back and I played it again um, semi-recently, like within the last six months or so, and I forgot how much fun that game is just to, like, mess around in. Like, the it's got, like, that weird, like, sense of momentum to it when you're, like, moving and fighting and stuff like that. Everything feels kind of, like, like, lethargic in a sense, but not in, like, a negative way. Like, when you're, like, running all around and you're, like, like you're sprinting um around in like town and stuff and then you decide to like turn a a corner really quickly or like do a 180 and run back the way you came and stuff there's like this slight slipperiness to it like you're running on ice kind of thing and there's like this the sense of momentum as you're as you're running and it might be tricks to the camera and it might be like the pseudo like weight system that they've had in the game for for motion but the game just felt so like chunky like when you're moving not like in a bad way like everything felt hefty when you did it like the combat feels really hefty and then when you like say you like knock a guy away with a particularly strong melee attack like they go flying or like if you shoot a guy with like uh a a blunderbuss and he's on like the edge of a cliff and you just go and then he just he flies off like there's just this really satisfying sense of weight in fable 2 um that the the guns really um it lent itself very well to the to the guns in that game. I was kind of sad that there weren't any bows at all, but at the same time, there was a they had a good trade off. There's definitely a fable a fable movement, like even the first one had it with the sprint in that. Like no other game has a sprint like Fable. It you're right. Like you're right though. In in a way, it's 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 a question of is it the camera? Is it whatever it is? But it definitely feels. It's very fable, and when you even the first game, when you like swing and hit somebody, like you, it, you feel like you hit them. There's like yeah, it's almost like there's a pause, and then they react, and they kind of yeah. like jar back or whatever you know happens to them. There's like a two frame like hit stun kind of thing that happens. That's uh, it's very it's very meaty and satisfying in those games for sure. I just really want to see like a really big city for once. I feel like we've been limited in city size due to mm-hmm. the tech. Yeah. And every single time we see Barrowstone getting bigger Even... because of the tech, now we should be able to have like a big, like a really massive Bowerstone. And all open. Like the my biggest complaint with Bowerstone, or like any city in like Fable 2 or 3, as much as I can remember of 3 anyway, I really don't like that game very much, um, is that they had these massive cities, but they segmented them. Like you had oh, to yeah. run, you had to run, like it's, like it's friggin' ocarina of time like you have to run through this like this pathway and then it fades to black load screen loads into the new area and it just made the city feel too segmented that you had to um that you had to like load different sections of the city like that like assassin's creed one came out before the fable two i'm pretty sure for god's sake and those cities like acker and whatever else well they were they were all single cell like they were all in the same place they were massive cities with tons of people, tons of buildings, and they Damascus. made it work. Damascus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they made it work. <laughs> and then and I get that maybe Fable 2 was like a little more detailed, but like, I don't know. It, 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 
these cities were supposed to feel big and ironically they almost felt more claustrophobic to me because they were each like section of the city was was segmented yeah like i think it was bowerstone i'm pretty sure that was the city in the in the first one where you 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 wait for Teresa. in the second uh, second game second one yeah second game yeah Yep. The only place that I remember is sort of that town square where there's like the bar, the the, the blacksmith. There's a mm-hmm. couple of shops on the left and there's that bridge. Yep. But then it's yep. like you go over to the right and you start going down these alleys because it's, it's very claustrophobic. And then you sort of segment off into like, oh, loading screen. And then and you so go sort it, of into the old town and then it's all the very like the poor part of town. And then there's the factories area and like the, the docks and stuff. Yeah. And that feels like another town. Mm-hmm. Like each of those loading screens feel because yeah. it it's like oh oh we're in a different style now yeah especially on like the launch day well yeah I guess I would have been playing it on my like launch day 360 where the load times were like fairly long pretty long and that yeah. and that solid 13 gig hard drive <laughs> 20, yep. 20 excuse me it's it, by time you get through like with everything it's, a, <laughs> it's actually like a, it's like a sixteen point six and then any information on there brings down to like a thirteen. Um, I have a quick question for you guys when it comes to the Xbox naming convention. Okay. Okay. Here's your Uh-oh. scenario. You work for Microsoft. You are, uh, you work for Xbox. You're working the marketing department and you get thrown back in time. You get tossed back to just in between the Xbox and the Xbox 360. Um, you get thrown into the exact same position, but you have all the knowledge going forth of what the the consoles are going to be like and, and the hardware. You get to solely uh, dictate what the names for the consoles are going to be. Starting at the 360, what would you name them? So pretty much if you could retroactively name the consoles, what would you name them? 360 is going to be 360 for me. For okay. Sure. So I mean, in in retrospect, the 360 is a good name. A lot of people refer to it as the 360. Um, But uh, I think for me, I would have. I mean, Xbox Two does not sound good. No, it does not. You know, so I don't know what you do there. This is what I I would do. Xbox obviously was fine. Xbox 360, I would keep. But then it's again, apologize for my keyboard. Um, starting with the Xbox One, I would have just called it Xbox. I would have gone the Apple route and called it the Xbox um, with the year. So, I'm not X- opposed to that. Yeah. So, just Xbox instead of Xbox One, it just would have been Xbox 2013. And then the S model, which was what year was that? the 2015 2016 xbox uh it was 2016 so the xbox one s would have just been xbox 2016 the then the what was the um the discless one x just xbox xbox uh all digital edition yeah what was that 2017 2018 i don't know when that was yeah i would just call it xbox 2017 and then xbox um series x would have been um or xbox one x would have been 2017 and then xbox series x which just would have been xbox 2020 that's why it's such it's 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 a kind of bad name when you have the xbox one x and the xbox series x yeah like that's just not very good yeah the problem with naming with the years though is like i normally would agree with it like i said but i was just thinking 
you're already going to confuse people because parents are going to go out there and be like, oh, this is the tw- this is the Xbox 2018. That's a better one. When they don't realize it's an all digital. And so the the name Xbox One lets parents know there's an Xbox, an Xbox 360, and then an Xbox One with a few different versions. It's a little bit more clear. Whereas with the, it's sort of like the Wii and Wii U effect where it was just too similarly branded. In this case, you would want the branding of all the Xbox ones to be the same because right now we're, we're seeing consoles sort of become a little bit more like PCs, but we didn't know that was going to happen. The Xbox one, I'm sure Microsoft wasn't a hundred percent sure that was going to happen. And they all, and also even with the Series X, it's like if a parent goes and buys a kid an Xbox One now, that's probably not the greatest investment if they're looking to get like Halo and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. So then, would you have done like if I said for the third console, the Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One S all digital, and the Xbox One X, would would uh, if, if I would have done Xbox One then the year 2013, Xbox One S or Sorry, Xbox yeah, One 2013, Xbox One 2016, Xbox One 2017. Would that be... That would be better. And even if, like, maybe in the, the case of the all-digital or even the high-performance, I would maybe even just call it Xbox One high-performance. No, 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 because cause then you're getting these weird names again. Like, that, that, that's, <laughs> that, that I find weird. Like, just straightforward, simple. Because then, like, for me, if you have the year then you can distinguish which games work in which direction. You can say, okay, this game here, you need an Xbox 2017 or um, or or forward. Or this one here, you need a 2013 or forward. Like, like, like I think, I think that would make for an easy backwards compatibility way. I agree with you entirely with the exception of the variants. The Xbox One S could have been yeared because it's just an upgraded Xbox One and it's just the new de facto. Okay. But when but like the high performance and the all digital are are variants based on a technical ability or inability. And therefore just solely for non-technical parents and non-technical kids even, it I think those need distinctions, but I agree with you in saying Xbox 2013, and then for the S, it would be like Xbox 2015 or whatever it was. Xbox One 2015, or yeah, yeah, Xbox One 2015. So, yeah. so okay, so then, then Matt, for you, ignore what would you just rename the Xbox Series X if you could just name that something completely different? What would you name it? I struggle because I kind of thought it was stupid that they were going with they changed SkyDrive to OneDrive. But that was a legal issue, not a marketing one. But then they made Xbox One. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's going to be Windows One. And then it wasn't. But but that's that's a weird part, though, is when when I when I heard Xbox One and Windows 10, I was like, oh, this is their marketing. Like this is they're going to the Xbox is going to be the beginning of their 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 product line. And Windows 10 is going to be the end of their product line. And then all their sub products in between are going to be other numbers. So you have one to ten. And then you can you can work in whatever sub marketing you want in between, and then they did not utilize it at all. I you know this this is gonna sound weird. I'd call the Xbox Series X Xbox One X, and I know that's already taken. 
What? <laughs> I would call the Xbox Series X Xbox One X if if there if the Xbox One X was renamed like something else. I think uh, Xbox cause... One X sounds like a better, <clears throat> more powerful jump. Then you've got a Wii U scenario going on where people that, aren't going to realize that the Wii U is a secondary console. It's not the Wii with an add-on. It's a whole other console. Then you have the same issue where people go, "Wait, Xbox One X? That's this? Is that a new Xbox One?" Like, what, without even realizing that it's a whole new console. I think maybe this is a problem because Xbox sounds sounds like a good gaming thing, but then it's like X mm-hmm. is hard to to yeah work with. <laughs> they like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with that one is that like xbox on its own sounds like a game console like yeah. it almost sounds like something that would be made up in like a movie or in a video game or something yeah it's like, like, oh yeah that's that's the xbox that's the play box or the x station or whatever like made maybe. up thing right but then you're exactly right that it's like how what do you what do you subtitle something a word that begins and ends with, with x, x. <laughs> like, xerox xerox future xerox s xbox xerox. future or something yeah now here's I mean, what you gotta do. So here's what you do. I would I would rename them based on their slogans. So the Xbox 360 would become the Xbox Jump In, <laughs> which was a which was a terrible slogan. Um, okay, but people will instantly recognize it. I can't I can't wait till you get to the next one. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so then the Xbox One would become the Xbox <laughs> Jump Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> jump in and, then, and then jump ahead yeah and then the xbox series x not even called xbox anymore it's just called the world's most powerful console <laughs> god damn it <laughs> okay i can respect that that's, that's maybe what they I would should call them. just bite the bullet and name it the xbox four yeah to be honest yeah and then just go numbered from here on out they would probably yeah. do something stupid though like the xbox for all <laughs> that, that that could be their slogan. That could easily be their slogan. Okay, so then, but then, uh, oh, you... gaming for all. Fuck yeah. Hire um, me, Microsoft. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so then, Ryan, if you go with Xbox Four and you're just gonna match it, but the problem is, is they're gonna run into a marketing issue with with the PS5, and that's exactly why they did the 360. It'll sound lesser. Yes, and that's exactly mm, why they they did 360 yep. with PS3s because they literally just wanted a three in their name. They didn't want to do Xbox Two to PS3. I mean, yeah, that, I, that's fair. That's, that just sounds like the marketing team thinking too hard. I think I think that goes back to Matt's example of parents walking into the store and picking up mm-hmm. better numbers. One hundred percent. Well, then then go to Xbox Five. But that that would make more sense. Yeah, <laughs> it would because there have technically been at least five Xboxes. Yes. so I could see that because they could yeah. be like, yeah, there was the original Xbox, then there was the 360, and then, then the, there was the Xbox One. Yeah, you got, and the, then there was the Xbox One X. And then there was the Xbox Five, and then you got all the sub flavors. You got the, yep. the all digital flavor. You got the one with Connect. You got the one without the Connect. Yeah. The Elite, yeah. Yep. The Xbox Connect. 360 Elite, Xbox 360 yeah. Slim, the Xbox 360D with the swirl on top, or whatever the <coughs> the cherry, the, the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all the time we got. Uh, um, thanks for listening. I just wanted to say that that uh, image on, on GameSpot is still loading. <laughs> you might want to try reloading it. Uh, I tried. Oh. Multiple tabs as well. No, no. So tabs. you want to call up your internet provider and get a higher package. And... 
I've got oh, the biggest package. Says Ryan that Johnson. You can get. He, has the, he has the internet. Part. He has the internet series X package. Yeah. Right. There's, when there's the... a when there's a rabbit that runs on his lawn, just in just the right spot, his internet cuts out. That's right. I downloaded that image somehow. <laughs> I've <laughs> posted in like a Discord or something. Anyway. Um, also, I just wanted to point out I was looking at the Xbox Game Pass list for PC based on most popular. Why? Why is Hatoful Boyfriend on there? <laughs> That's incredible. I'm like scrolling through all these great games. Halo 2, Halo 3, Golf with Friends, Guacamelee 2, Halo Spartan Assault, Hatoful Boyfriend. <laughs> Hello Neighbor, Hollow Knight, Hotline Miami. <laughs> A game that was made in like, what's this even called? It's like Game Writer or something like that. How did that get in the best best-selling Xbox Game Pass list? Oh man, that's good stuff. I'll check it out tonight. Um, it's pretty good though. Is uh is Flight Simulator the new Flight Simulator going to be on Game Pass? I don't know for certain, but I believe. Oh, so. not yet. Included with Game Pass. Holy shit! Man, they 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 want the recurring revenue because then yeah. they can they can estimate to their to like all they have to do is add subscribers all Fucking the time. Good on them, man. I might just install this just to see. And I think they said they have 10 million subscribers already. I thought that's it was more than that. That's insane. That's a man, lot. Man, for, I, I guess this makes sense for, even for the, like, you don't, it's not too graphics intensive, but for uh, recommended graphics, it's just recommends a 970 for, for a GTX. That's, that's right. Re- that's recommended for minimum. It's what a 770. It? Flight Simulator? Yeah, the new one. Is, the, is it Flight Simulator X? No, it's the it's the new one, the pre whatever. I think the, it's called just Flight Simulator 2020. Isn't yeah, it? I think they're Thank doing they're, they're doing the year thing exactly the year thing. <laughs> oh, we also got an update on Hellblade. Forgot about that. Um, it's going to be in uh, what they say Iceland. Iceland, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. That's, for that. cool. that's all they that's all they said. That that might be a day one game for me. More like um, Iceland. Yeah, because that that'll definitely be on Game Pass. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you, Bye. Matt. Thank you, Matt. Wait, what's Twitch's tw- tw- Tim's Twitch? Twitch. Uh, Tim Twitch. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash yeah that figures if you care to watch some semi averaged RPG gameplay. <laughs> we gotta have a scripted outro, Ryan. Come on now. No, Come we on, don't. no, no, we don't. Yeah, we Free do. Free and loose. No. This is this this is our script. We'll, we'll just play this soundbite every time. Every single time, where oh, I no. do the piece too early, we reintroduce Tim. I'm stop. I'm stopping the recording. Peace. <laughs> 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 you son of a bitch. <laughs>